Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Shepreneur with BC Ubo and Africa Business Radio, the only show that spotlights African women succeeding in their craft with a view to understanding their processes and celebrating their ingenuity. So welcome to the show. On the trivia today, I will be starting a series on self-care. Mm-hmm. In my definition, self-care simply means taking care of yourself so that you can be healthy well and able to do things not just for yourself but for others it means anything you do to take care of yourself so you can be physically mentally and emotionally well which helps you live longer and better equipped to manage stress self-care comes in different forms such as emotional physical and spiritual which I will be handling extensively next week. However, it's important that we take time to ponder on how we can take care of ourselves for a more productive life and an overall well-being. I'll be taking a break now. When I come back, we take the next segment. Stay with us. Welcome back to She Motivates. You're still listening to Shepreneur with BCU and Africa Business Radio. And today... We want to celebrate Tabitha Karanja from Kenya. Tabitha's success story is that of resilience and fortitude. The 51-year-old is the founder and CEO of the only large-scale brewery in Kenya owned by a Kenyan. She launched Keruche Breweries in 1997, initially making fortified wine and later moving into spirits and from 2008 beer. Tabitha ventured into a territory where a few before her dared to, breaking gender stereotypes and taking on East African Breweries, EAB, an international company that had monopolized the Kenyan market for more than 90 years. EAB's dominance had Tabitha struggling to find distributors willing to sell her beer, but she continued pressing until the market responded to her main beer brand, Summit. Summit is now so appreciated in the country that last year Tabitha opened a $29 million expansion of his brewery. As Keroche enjoys continued growth, Tabitha plans to expand into neighboring countries including Tanzania, Uganda, and Rwanda. These women, you know, inspire me every day to dare, to dream, to pursue, to be resilient. Like, I am really, really inspired, and I hope you are as well. 
I'll take a break now. When I come back, I go into the Shira segment of Shipreneur with BC Uber and Africa Business Radio. I'll be right back. Welcome back to the Shira segment. You're still listening to Shipreneur with BC Uber and Africa Business Radio. And like I always say, a Shiro is a hero without a cape. And today, I have with me a mental health advocate, a certified life coach, neuro-linguistics programming therapist, and emotional freedom technique and matrix reimprinting therapist. She has a first degree in accountancy and a master's degree in financial decision analysis from the University of Portsmouth, United Kingdom. She's known as the Soul Doctor equipped to help people overcome abuse and trauma, boost self-confidence and esteem, and develop relationship skills. Welcome with me, Jola Grace Emmanuel. Hi, hi, hi. Welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for having me, BC. You're welcome. Okay, so I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor (laughs) and a privilege. Yes, this is going to be a very deep Mm. and emotional conversation because you'll be helping people through your vulnerability. Mm. And I'm glad that you have agreed to do this. Thank you. Yeah. But before we start, so I wanted us to talk about surviving a narcissistic partner. Mm. You have been in such a relationship and you have survived. (laughs) It's been a tough one. Yes, but you have survived. But before I go into your experience, I want you to give us like a little definition of what narcissism means so that people who are listening would sort of understand the conversation. Thank you so much, BC. Thank you for having me today. It's always an opportunity to talk about this. I had to come to the place where I was confident enough to talk about what I've been through because um, it's actually not a joke. It was painful, Mm. but... I thank God because I've gone through the healing process and now I can show my scar to the world without feeling any sense of shame or guilt. So back to your question, who is a narcissist? A narcissist is a person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. Mm. So a narcissist is someone who is full of themselves. They have an exaggerated opinion of their own importance. They feel the world revolves around themselves. Mm. They feel that the most intelligent person in the world they're always correct they never get anything wrong anything that goes wrong is other people's fault is mm. not their fault mm. so they carry a chip on their shoulder and they just feel that they are god's gift to the world wow you wow to keep going on oh no that, that's fine <laughs> i sort of have a sense of um, what you're talking about mm. so uh, but i know that you went through long periods of oppression mm. in marriage to the extent that you became suicidal. Absolutely. What was going on in your head at the time? I felt useless. Hmm. I felt worthless. Hmm. I felt I was a problem in the world, that my existence, my being alive, created a problem in the world, that my being there was causing people pain. Hmm. So I felt, what's the point? You know, I'd rather just take my life and also the pain was a lot so this is too much pain i think if i just die the pain will go away and everybody can go on and at least the problem is gone because that was the way i felt that was the way i was made to feel that i am a problem Hmm. and i was actually told that almost every day that you are a problem in my life by your partner oh yes wow Mm -hmm. wow 
you know, sometimes when we hear stories like this, people around often find it difficult to believe you mm. because they don't see what you see. In your uh, relationship, were the people around you treated differently from you? Was it easy to convince them that you were going through all the stuff you were going through? Absolutely not, because a narcissist is an expert in gaslighting. You know, they are expert manipulators. Mm. They are what you would call an evil genius. They are smart. Mm. You need to give that to them. They are intelligent. But their intelligence, they use it to perpetrate evil. They use it in a negative way. So they can manipulate you. They can look at you. Maybe you're wearing a blue shirt. And they'll look at you and tell you, you're actually wearing a red shirt. Hmm. And like, what do you mean this is blue? No, it's not blue. It's red. And by the time they are done with you, you will say, hmm, it's true. I'm wearing a red shirt. You know, so they're expert manipulators. And they are so swift and so smooth that even in public... They can smile at you and they can, you know, even say nice things to you when other people are there. But once it's just you and them alone, the beast in them comes out. Mm. You know, the, the monster in them comes out. And it's difficult for you to tell to people, this is what this person is doing to me. Because they'll be like, no, now, I mean, is, it not this, nice is this, this nice person that we see all the time saying all these nice things about you, posting these nice things about you. And they perpetrate the abuse in secret. They thrive mm. in secrecy. They isolate you as well, making sure that you don't have close friends, you don't have close relatives. I mean, you, you are not close to your relatives or your siblings because if you get to talk too much, you'll probably be seeing that mm, something is wrong. Mm. So they make you believe that they are doing this for your own good. Whatever mm. they are doing for you is for your own good. You know, in some instances, they will tell you that I'm hitting you because I love you. Wow. And they will kind of have a way to make you believe that. Because you get to a place where you start making excuses for them. Mm. Then, eh, it's not really like that. It's, it's in fact, you. you will blame yourself and say, it's my fault. It's because I offended him. I should mm. have kept quiet. I should have answered back. Jeez. You know, so you begin to put all the blame on yourself that it is my fault. You know, that is why he's doing this. That is why he's doing that. It's actually not him, it's me. You know, and those are the kind of things that make you degenerate to a place where you feel, what's the point of living? I'd rather just die. Wow. That is really, really so deep. So deep. But let me ask you, uh, did you see any form of signs before this relationship became what it is? And you were there for a couple of years. 16 years. 16 years under mm. such an abuse. Did you see the signs before? Yes. I mean, well, I married really early. So at that point, we didn't have a lot of this. There was really no social media. I think it was Facebook, but it was, you know, how Facebook was like in 2001, you know. So there wasn't a lot of talks about relationship, marriage and everything. It was just what the religious institution told you, mm. which wasn't really anything practicable, you know, at the end of the day. But of course, I saw some instances which benefit of hindsight, I could say, hmm, that happened, this happened. Flags. But because it was just you, I'm the first daughter, so I don't have an elder sister or a female who I was close to, who I could say, this is what is happening in my relationship. And they could say, hmm, that is not normal. So I kind of just felt that everything that was happening was normal. Hmm. And because he was the only person that was sort of close to me and t telling me about relationships... He made me believe that anything that he does is normal. Wow. And, you know, I just had to take it. So, but with benefit of hindsight, all of those things were there at the beginning. 
while you were going through all of this, mm. was there at any point you had a conversation with probably some of his mentors mm. to, you know, talk him out of the bad behavior? Mm. <laughs> you know why you're laughing? <laughs> Don't get me started. Okay, so, you know, I said something about um, narcissists. They isolate you because they thrive in secrecy. Because they also are very aware of their image. Mm. They want people to see them as this nice person. Perception is important. In fact, let me crack this joke. There was a day because, you know, he had a TV station and it was on here. One of the day was a live program. And he was just talking and talking and talking. And he says, oh, in fact, I'm going to give my wife 500K. She can go to any country of her choice to go for holidays, blah, 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 blah. Everybody I was thinking in screaming. my mind, like, hmm, now, wow. <laughs> You never <laughs> something. You're just saying that for the camera. Mm. So I said this one eh, that you said. I will collect. I will it. collect it. So I collected. I told him where's the 500k. I collected it, and I went to New York, and of course he didn't give me money for shopping or any other thing. And but I still made sure because I'm like, why would you go on here and made everybody to think that you are like the best man in the world? Mm. But you are not. You're just saying this for your own good. Mm. So they have that kind of desire to make sure that people see them in a good way so even people that are supposed to be their mentors they choose them mm, by themselves by themselves so they will not go to people that they know that we tell them guy what you're doing is wrong you know so he's trying to relate with people over time but once they get to know who the kind of person he is they kind of just cut back and he doesn't even also want to there are so many people that he said i don't want you to relate to this person again because people are telling him the way you're treating your wife is wrong you know people look up to you in this sector that you are how can you be doing that so there's one particular person that i think i i really don't want to go into that but for me i feel if somebody has been beating his wife by abusing his wife in every kind of abuse financial abuse emotional abuse verbal abuse I would say sexual abuse mm. as well because I believe a husband can rape the wife. Yeah, I agree. Every kind of abuse. And they've been telling you are uh, the mentor for 16 years and nothing has changed. And in fact, it, be, it has become worse because the thing about abuse is he aggravates by mm. time mm. as time goes on. So it can start with just maybe slap. somebody just slapping you today and um, next time it will be two punches and maybe they're just telling you your, your head is not correct, you are stupid today. And the next time it will be graver words. It's, it just keeps growing and growing and growing and growing like that. So this, yes, I mean, answering your question, this mentor, of course, I've gone to him. He's called us for counseling several times. We'll talk all day and, you know, it will just be, oh, keep praying. You know, okay, what does he want? Do what he wants, blah, de, blah, blah, blah. And the ones that will see sense and caution him, he cuts off from them. Mm. Mm. Wow. You've given us um, like a peek into the sort of abuse. You've gone through all of that. But mm. how does it happen that you're abused, probably uh, physically or emotionally or sexually? And what's the time frame to when you make up and continue? thinking it will change do you hmm. get the abuse and then you say i'm done and then he begs take us hmm. through the process i actually do wish you know i was just telling you that there was um a hangout i'm just coming from ph this weekend and i was with a group of ladies that had similar experiences and we we told our stories and sometimes it's slightly different for the women some of them were crazily in love with a man 
you know, maybe he was tall, handsome, blah, 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 blah. He had money. Some of them, their exes are billionaires, mm. you know. So there was something, you know, for them to kind of hold on to. And some of them also, we hit you and start apologizing and tell you, I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me, blah, 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 blah. But in my case, this guy was never sorry mm. for anything. So if there was an issue, there would just be a period of malice keeping. You know, and then everything talk, goes back to And then to after normal. a while, it would just be, uh, where did that? Where is that file? No, it's over there. And then you know, just little by little like that, everything would just become normal. So, what kept you for that long? Hmm. <sighs> what kept me for that long? Um, I would say hope. I was hoping that there would be a change. And at that point in time, I was actually also a bit ignorant because I didn't know that. For so many years, I didn't know I was in an abusive relationship to start with. I just felt okay, it was a difficult marriage, you know. Keep praying, keep being submissive, blah, 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 blah. It would change. Do this. If I start telling you the things I did, all in a bit to get him to change and be nice, you'd be like, are you okay? Wow. <laughs> you know, but at that point in time, you're just thinking. And then because of where I was brought up, you know, you were, you were brought up going into marriage to say, okay, marriage is forever. As a woman submits to your husband, you know, and then they will tell you things like uh, a wise woman built up her home mm. and all of that BS. Excuse my <laughs> French. <laughs> oh my God. You know, so all of those things sat inside my head and I felt this must work. You know, it must work. We will pray. We will mm. draw on our God prayer. Will answer. God will answer. There's nothing God cannot do. Mm. But Abuse, let me just say this. Domestic abuse is not a religious issue. Because if, if somebody's partner kills someone, maybe he had, was driving so fast and knocked somebody down. The pastors the are not going to come there and say, eh, leave him, mm. you know, let's pray. Mm. Blood. No, it's, it's a Lord. criminal offense. Yeah. The, the, you know, it's going to go to court and everything like that. So domestic abuse is a legal issue. So mm. I don't know, you know, why sometimes we, behave as if it is not you know so it's important for us to actually also have that at the back of our mind so he never really came back and said i'm sorry blah 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 everything just sort of one way and one way just goes back to normal and then something else happens you know but why did i stay for so long like i said hope and even though it was hard it was tough i actually do say that I made a very big mistake. Mm. That was a big mistake of marrying him because I shouldn't have with benefit of hindsight. But I'm still grateful to God because I have three beautiful children. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't trade them for anything in the world. So yes, I was there as well because of the children. Because the society will keep saying, ah, think about the children. Mm -hmm. What about the children? <laughs> you know, these children need you. Mm. Bloody blah, blah, blah. Mm. So I kind of felt, oh, I can't, you know, I have to be here because of my children, the children, the father, the mother. But my elder brother said something to me one day. He said, people keep saying, think children. about the children. Now, what do children need to grow up, you know, in a way they are supposed to grow up, you know, and be or they're supposed to be in a stable environment? They need an environment of peace, an environment of tranquility. They need an environment where they can learn, you know, where their mind is at, at rest. Mm. Now, you are in a toxic environment, you are in an abusive relationship, and the children can't even sleep with their both eyes. Close. Because any moment from now, they can start hearing mommy crying, mommy crying mm. 
you know, we carry energy around us as human beings. And you, you enter a house, the children feel the negative energy in that house. They feel the strife. They do. Whether they see it or, or not, not, they know. Now, I, I normally say this, that my last born, my last son is 12 now. I don't know. I, I think he's just, I call him an old man in a young man's body because he's so, so intuitive and sensitive. Hmm. Every single time that there's just been an issue and I'm sat somewhere just brooding, this boy will run to me, give me a big hug, Aww. peck me and just run back. And Aww. I'm like, are you for real? <laughs> well, Your so he, that aura is there, that environment is there children can pick it up they pick it up so you're staying there because of the children but these children them are the growing up in a dysfunction environment yeah. i've heard of children of cases where the children have in fact there is there is a sister that the daughter attempted suicide because hmm. of the abuse going on in the home hmm. there's another one that the son beat the father up People were, the man was bleeding. People were mm. holding him. Said, so I said, no, let me beat him. That's the way he used to beat my mother. Oh my God. So which one is better? Mm. Bringing up children in that toxic, toxic environment, environment. Mm. or being with one parent where there is peace, there is calmness, there is love. They can feel the energy. They can grow. They can sleep calmly at mm. night knowing mm. that everything is fine. They are not worried. So which one is better? And it is unfortunate because our society, we are so blinded by a culture that we actually don't reason and mm. say, okay, actually, what's actually good, good for, these, for children. these children? Not the fact that they should be in a, in a toxic environment, the mm. father and the mother are because there. The and and the they see all these things. They see, they pick up the abuses they, because children learn by what they see, not yeah. what you tell them. True. So, True. I mean, yeah, I stayed there because of that, because I was ignorant. I didn't know that it wasn't actually good for them. You know, and of course, the society, the culture, the religion that I was in. Yeah. What was the breaking point for you? When did you decide to mm. either leave or die? Mm. Right. In 2016. Okay. Because I did also mention that these people make sure they isolate you. So I didn't have friends. I didn't, wasn't able to really, even my family, my siblings, I remember after I left, I was like, oh, we felt that you are a snob, you know, you don't get participate in family activities, blah, 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 blah. We didn't realize that this was what was going on because this person will make sure that if there's a family function, it won't say you're not going. I mean, you will have discussed it and everything. It would, would the day when the day and the time comes, it was just, you know, they are manipulators. Just f remember that something needs to be done. Hmm. And there was something that something is urgent somewhere until the old day goes hmm. and we are not able to go. Wow. So nobody in my family knew what was going on. Absolutely nobody. But because I was just, I'm not allowed to say, to discuss what happens in this home with anybody else, even if I'm dying and all of that. But in 2016, Something happened. I can't remember what exactly happened. And they started throwing things. And I could, because I knew the progression. I knew when the beating will start. Mm. It starts with, it tells you to do something and you don't do it. It's because he it will say things like, if you can't um, do what I ask you to do, then get out of my life. You know, really? you are, yeah, you are a problem in my life. You know, those kind of things. So there was a lot of violence going on. It hadn't hit me, but it was throwing things around in the room. I mean, it was throwing, breaking stuff. So I ran out. And I called one of my own mentors who also has been talking to him. And she was like, Jola, is your dad still alive? I said, yes, ma. Give me your daddy's number. Mm. So he rang my dad and he says, if you want your daughter to be alive, you need to go and take her out of that place. Wow. 
So that was the first time my parents we we know. So my dad called me, and of course they were heartbroken. And because my dad never actually wanted me to marry, he didn't like the guy. Well, you know, being his first daughter, you he just like wanted come. me to make me happy. Mm. He said, "Okay, well, if that was you want, you know, we'll support you and everything like that." So of course, I went back to my parents' house then for about three weeks. I was there. Of course, he came with his parents, apologized, they're sorry, you know, you wouldn't do that again. I remember my, my dad, my dad even saying he must write an undertaking and all of that. But after all of that, you know, I went back, but there was still no change. But as at that time, my, I really, really thank God for my dad. He's a true father. And dad, if you're listening, I want to give a shout out to you. I just love you so much Aww. because I probably would have been dead if I didn't have the kind of father I had. So he would call me and check on me, how I'm doing, what's going on. I'll say, oh, I'm tired. So, you know, he would encourage me and everything. But then a particular incident happened one day where he was, wasn't, it wasn't even the physical abuse the day I made up my mind that that was it. It was a verbal abuse in public, like wow. he shamed me in public. Wow. And... It was as if something broke, you know. You have a rubber band and maybe you keep pulling that rubber band and pulling it. But that day the rubber band just broke. It snapped. So I just picked up my phone and said, Dad, I can't stay here again. I'm tired. And my dad said, where are you? I'm Hmm. going to send a car to To pick pick you you up. End of story. Imagine. But I didn't ask me. What happened? What happened? Can we talk about it? Mm. Can we pray? Blah, 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 blah. No, he didn't say it. He just said, and that was it. Because for me, I just, and again, you know, I didn't plan that. Okay, this day I will leave. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Even though I knew in my mind that this is wrong, and eventually I will have to leave, thinking about how I've lived. Because again, you know, in a relationship like that, they cage you financially. You know, you're saying, okay, I studied accounting, I have a master's, but I was never allowed to work. Mm. So I had to depend on him for everything. everything. So wow. he knew that there's no way I could say I'm going anywhere because I didn't have money, I didn't have savings, I didn't have anything I could, you know, fall back to. You know, so it was even not something I would think that, ah, okay, I have like five million somewhere. I would just plan. Mm, I would just go back. Get your house somewhere. Exactly. So that wasn't there. But that day I just, I I didn't, I think it was just God because I I was just like, I'm tired. Like, no, this is it. That's it. It's, it's over. Like Mm. over, 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 you know? And I thank God for my parents. They supported me through it. My mom came, you know, picked me up, you know, everything. And, you know, that was it. And, of course, <laughs> war broke out after that. But I didn't really care because 
I was out of it and my dad stays until tomorrow. I would rather have a divorced daughter than a dead daughter. Mm. And I'm just so grateful to God for my dad and my mom because they didn't allow culture to blind them. Because a lot mm. of cases where the daughter would complain and the parents would say, oh, just stay there. Mm, How will people here? Do you know what I went through? Uh, How will people here? And you know, I had a lot of people, you know, call me and say, people that we look up to in the society and say, you know, these things happen now. Just be managing it. Some people are going through what I'm like, seriously? seriously? I asked one of them, you know, who was a man who was telling me that, hey, I believe this marriage can work. I said, excuse me, sir, if I was your daughter, I mentioned your daughter's name. What advice will you give me? And the man said, eh, let's leave my daughter out of this. What? I'm like, seriously? I'm not somebody's <laughs> daughter. Like, I just I no, dropped from not. the sky. Or <laughs> I, just, no, I just evolved. Like, I don't have origin. You appeared. I just, you know, appeared. I'm like, okay. So, I mean, the society doesn't really help, mm. you know. But I thank God that people have been enlightened on wow. these things because people are dying. <sighs> Jala, I'm having goosebumps already. <laughs> but we'll take a break now. When we come back, Jala Grisimana will help us with the signs of a narcissist and how we can avoid them. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're still listening to Shipreneur with BC Hugo and Africa Business Radio. And I still have Jola Grace Emmanuel. It's been quite enlightening listening mm. to you, having this very deep conversation on all the things that you've been through in the hands of a narcissistic partner. Mm. But I want to ask you for the benefit of young people who are listening right now. What are the signs that we could look out for in any relationship? What signs should we avoid when we see Hmm. Thank you so much for that. This is part of the things that I've decided to do because I I do have a physical scar on my left shoulder, which it was I had cancerous tumors there a few years ago, and which again was a result of the things I've went through because even the surgeons were like they've never seen that before hmm. on your shoulder, and that sort of signifies that you are carrying stuff on your shoulder. So what I resolved to do was, you know, and then I, I had this feeling that I needed to start allowing people to see my scars so I can help them. Mm. You know, so I've been scarred emotionally and it took time for me to be able to come out and talk like this, you know, but I know that my pain is not in vain mm. and that I must use my pain to help people. So I'm actually committed. So part of the things I do as a soul doctor and as a life coach is to mentor young ladies and help them to have healthy self-esteem hmm. because when that is there you'll be able to see things better because you know sometimes other people around you can tell you mm, something is wrong here you know but you can't see it because you feel ah i'm in love i'm, I'm in love and this is huge you know for this, a guy like this to be in love with me mm. huh? you don't know what it means and then you tell everybody that they are jealous it's because they are jealous mm. you know they don't have this fine guy or this guy that is the leader of this or a, do a that you know and they are jealous of you but they can't see what you're not seeing but when you have a healthy self-esteem and you have an avenue to discuss 
you know, things that is happening around you with people you can trust, then you can save yourself from a lot of these things, you know. So I'm really so happy that you asked this question. Now, so first of all, you have to have a healthy self-esteem okay. as a person. You know, you must feel good about yourself. You can't wait for somebody else to make you feel good. You, you must know? love yourself. You must love yourself. You, you can't love yourself until you know yourself. So mm. you know yourself, discover yourself, sit down with yourself, have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with yourself. I normally call it a June war meeting. I say, Jola, come sit down. <laughs> Let's talk. <laughs> you know, have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with yourself. Who am I? What do mm. I like? What do I love? You know, I didn't really, like I said, I got married really young. So I didn't really know who I was. I didn't mm. know myself. I remember somebody asking me a question. If he had seen the marriage, I was like, ah, so, um, Jola, what's your purpose in life? I was like, Paul, what's that? What's Paul? Paul what? <laughs> said nothing. It's just to, and because he was there as well. So it's just whatever is his purpose. It's just for me to support him. And the person Whoa. looked at me in dismay like, what? This one is not okay. Well, I didn't know. I was so ignorant. I didn't know nothing then. So you discover yourself. You love yourself. Mm. You know what your purpose is. Purpose before relationship. Mm. Purpose before you can think of marriage. Because, you know, I normally say that it's like marriage is, is a relationship. You're just jumping on a ship with someone. You want to go somewhere with someone. And if you don't know where you are going, you don't have a destination. Your destination is not clear. So, I mean, if we finish this interview now and I jump out and say, oh, BC, can you give me a ride? And you're like, where are you going? I said, mm, I, I don't, don't really know. know. Just let's just go. You know, you'd be like, oh, this one, she's not okay. What happened? You know? So I need to know where you're going. So if you are going in an opposite direction of where I'm going, it will still be stupid of me to come to jump in the car the with ride. you because yeah. someone is going to suffer. You know, is it that you for support take me to where I'm going or you come back or, you know? So a lot of times people need to discover themselves, love themselves, know their purpose, where they are going before they even start thinking of who is going to go with them. Mm. Because if you don't have all of that, and this person comes into your life who is a narcissist. The person will be telling you what they think that you should be doing. Mm. But because you what don't know. What they think your purpose is. is because mm. you don't know, you will just flow with them. Now, one of the signs of a narcissist is they are, like I said, when I define narcissism is that these people are full of themselves. So when you meet them, they start talking about themselves. Actually, last year I graduated from Harvard University. You know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, and then I, I just got like another car. I've got a G-Wagon outside and it's just all about them. Bloody, they just talk. And anytime you try to say, Hey, me too. I went to ha <laughs> and then, so that when I finished from Harvard, mm. I went to Yale. They don't give you an opportunity they to don't talk about even you. They don't give you an opportunity to talk about yourself. They don't ask about you. Mm. It's just all about, about them. them. And they make you feel that the fact that they're in a relationship with you, they are doing it's you a, a favor. favor. Hmm. And they drive that into your head. Hmm. I remember I was told, because, you know, I said they had a TV station. And they used to tell me that I should be lucky that's involving me in this TV station. Wagon. Like I should count myself lucky. <laughs> you understand? So whatever skills or whatever strength you have, they will never allow you to talk about it. Even if you say it, they will not say anything. They will not acknowledge it. They will only talk about themselves and what they are good at and what they want to do and their vision. And it's all about them and them hmm. and them and them. Hmm. Narcissists don't know how to apologize. They will not say sorry. Even though they've done something wrong. To you. They will just find a way of, you know, crawling out of that environment Making you feel, in fact, you will apologize to them for what, for what they, they have did done. wrong. Wow. Yeah, you will. They will make you wow. apologize to them for what they did wrong. 
they don't have feelings. They don't have empathy. <laughs> I remember an incident where this is a funny one. We were dressing up and going somewhere and um, he came out of the bathroom and I normally say, oh, please dry your feet on the bath mat. But he wouldn't. So he just came out with water, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? So I was walking in the room and I slipped. Hmm. And I hit my head on the floor. I actually blacked out. Hmm. This guy did not come to where I was. What? I laid on the floor for five minutes. He did not come there. I'm telling you the truth. Till you found your way. Till I was just able to open your eyes, open my eyes, and I got up and and he didn't talk to me even throughout because you know narcissists they number one they don't have empathy they don't feel and then when you kind of say something is wrong with you they think that you're just making it up because you want attention. Hmm. But on the other hand, (laughs) oh God, there's just so many things to talk about. Like you said, on the other hand, to outsiders, they will be so, oh, oh, you know, so helpful. they'll be so helpful. They will offer to help. They will offer to do stuff. A narcissist, I know somebody mentioned it earlier on. One of the signs of narcissists is they find it difficult to spend on you. Mm. They have money. Mm. Oh, they have money. Like I was saying, one of my uh, ladies that we are in the same support group, her husband is a billionaire. But sometimes this lady doesn't have 5,000 naira in her account. It will make her suffer. So those are part of things for you to look out for at the beginning. If the guy knows, in fact, somebody was saying that, okay, women, they love money is all about relationship. Mm. Some women do. I think all of us love money. Let's be sincere because money answers all things. And we're not a religious person. I'm a person (laughs) of faith. Mm. And the good book says, where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. So, if a man knows that you are in need, you know, because you are in a relationship, you talk about your needs, and the person doesn't offer to meet your need, or you even ask them, and they're like, eh, next week, I'll, I'm waiting for some, I'll give you later, and then they just keep postponing it, you. and they have the money, they have it, you know they have it, then they are trying to manipulate you and put you down hmm. and make you feel as if you need to come crawling on your knees and because it's fuel for them narcissists narcissist, they get fuel from doing things to you and making you and making you dependent on them like you you are their life wire without you they can't breathe hmm. i remember when i left i was telling people that uh, she's gonna come back she doesn't have any money she can't do anything she's gonna come back wow you know, I said to myself, mm, uh, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, I don't have any money. But did I drop from the sky? Do I not have a family? Do I not have friends? Mm. You know, yeah. And then they make you feel, they will talk down at you and belittle you. So you come and you say, oh, I remember then, you know, when I, sometimes I would say, oh, I want to read books and everything. And then I go audible and I'll say, I just, you know, read two books on my audible today. I'm you know, feeling really good about myself. And, you know. He wouldn't say anything about no. it. No. Wow. No. They are not interested in your growth. They are not interested in your development. Wow. The narcissist would start, will begin to isolate you from your friends. They will tell you negative things about your friends. Oh, that friend. <laughs> the person doesn't usually like you. Hmm. You know, I remember then I was accused a lot of, you know, promiscuity. I was accused of sleeping around. So if there's any guy that was doing anything with maybe a friend or an associate or an acquaintance, oh, I'm definitely sleeping with a person. Hmm. And then if he's a lady, ugh, 
The person, she just wants to use you. She doesn't like you. You think she really likes you. She's not wow. interested in you. So a narcissist will make tell you that nobody else loves you apart from them. Mm. And then there is manipulation. They will gaslight you. You know, so those are some of the things that you need to watch out for. If this person is always questions everything you do, you you are working on eggshells around them. Mm. They just get upset. You don't know what they're upset about. They can just keep quiet and not talk to you. Or snap. Or snap. And you're like, what happened? What did I do? You know, so that you will start coming and say, I'm sorry, whatever it is. I'm really sorry. But you haven't done anything wrong. Wow. But they just need that. They need that from you to keep feeling as if they are superior to mm. you. You must make them happy. Hmm. You know, they will blame everything that goes wrong on you. on you. So, some of those things I need to watch out for. And even words. What are the kind of words that this person is speaking to you? Are the words building you up or are the words bringing, bringing you, down. you down? Because at the end of the day, words are really, really important. Mm. It, words, you know. Yeah, physical abuse is horrible. It's bad. It can kill people. But... Verbal and emotional abuse is as equally bad. In fact, worse. Because this has to do with your mental health. It goes into your head. You start second-guessing yourself. They tell you things like you're hallucinating. Hmm. And they make you second-guess yourself to the extent that I know a lot of women that are in mental institutions because of this. Because they've been told all sorts of things and they are not sure whether... Am I okay? This must be my fault. Mm. You know, this thing that's going on in my health. So when you begin to second guess yourself and you're like, ah, mm. I don't even know if they will tell you, oh, you're not really, you don't really look beautiful, you know. Mm. So I, I met a lady over the weekend. She was really pretty, you know, and I said to her, you're really pretty. She said, oh, I don't feel, I don't feel it. Mm. That's because somebody has been telling her that there's nothing good about Thank you. You're you. just ordinary. And because words are life, words give you life. Words can birth something in you. That's why, uh, you know, in our career, we talk about affirmations, yeah. you know, affirm yourself, confessions, you know, say these things and then you will, you will become it. So it also works on the flip side. So if you look in the mirror and find yourself, I'm beautiful, I'm special, I'm bold, I'm courageous, but somebody, and on the floor, somebody comes and tells you that you are stupid, you are foolish, you are useless. It also goes out inside your head. Yeah. And then internally, you find that you're saying to yourself, I'm cooking stupid. Hmm. I'm foolish. I can't get this thing done. I can't get any job. Nobody likes me. Mm. In fact, you start questioning yourself. If you if you've had children, you start questioning your, yourself as a mother. I'm sure I'm not a good. I'm sure I'm not a good mother. My children don't even like me. Mm. My friends don't. So you question yourself. You second guess yourself. So the things I need to watch out for. You know. So there's so much. But so I, much. I'm just. I, I really know there's yeah. so much. But I'll ask you this last question: What is the role of the church and religion in solving? this sort of marital issues oh bc 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 that question you asked me <laughs> Pico, answer me. that question you asked me you know it, it's so close to home hmm. you know it's so close to home the church and religious organizations and the society and our culture don't help we are phony the church religion we are not in touch with reality hmm. you know because i was right inside of it you know, the person that I was married to, I mean, called himself a pastor. Maybe I should say that. And other people around could not come and say, this is wrong. Mm. But rather, they would say, eh, submit. Keep mm. submitting Keep now. Praying. Keep praying. My sister, I prayed. Is it prayer? 
Ah, prayer knew that I prayed for him. <laughs> I prayed that my husband would love me. Hmm. I call confession. Ah, I prayed. So, I mean, like the example I gave earlier on, somebody knocked somebody down the road. What are you praying about? Mm, <laughs> Maybe take offense. him to the hospital, get the police involved, do practical things. But when it comes to religion, we don't do practical things. So, narcissistic personality disorder is a mental illness. It is. It is a disease. The person is ill. They can't help themselves. The person know well. The person know well. So one boat don't lose for up. And if that is the case, then this person needs medical attention. I mean, I normally ask people this question. Now, let's talk about someone that has psychosis, which is what we call madness here. Yeah. So the person is, you can't obviously see that this person is mad. Their clothes are torn and dirty. And you say, oh, God really wants us to love people and to be nice and to be kind to people. I'm going to take this person into my house and we'll be living together in the same house because I'm supposed to love this person, Abia. you know. As as a child of God, I had to love. I will pray with the person. I'll say, come, sit and let us pray. You know, I will talk to the person and discuss. I will try and reason with the person. If I tell you that, I'll be saying, what will you do? I, I think I will have to buy my care <laughs> for you, first of all, <laughs> to be sure that you're okay. Because why? Because this person is ill. Hmm. I can't relate with this person on a normal level. level. They are ill. They need help. So it's the same way with these personality disorders. That person is ill. They will not behave like a normal person. They will not relate with you the way a normal person will relate with you. So why are you putting yourself at risk? Hmm. Just the same way that guy that has psychosis can one day go into the kitchen, pick up a knife, and, and just stab you. Yeah. But he doesn't know what he's doing. Or just carry hot water and say, <laughs> and pour the hot water on your head. He doesn't know what he's doing. So that's you how put, narcissism is. Oh yes. You've put yourself at, at arm's way because you've allowed this guy with psychosis to come and stay with you and you're trying to show love. That's not to show love. Take this guy to the mental hospital. Get help for him. Hmm. So when you're dealing with someone that, someone that has narcissistic personality disorder, you need to deal with the, there from that knowledge that this person is ill. I will not put myself mm. at arm's way. You are harming yourself mentally and you will eventually harm yourself physically because a lot of physical illnesses, um, high blood pressure, cancer, and so on and so forth, their results, actually about 90, 90%, there's a lot of bad mental health. Mm. And which happens because you are in that toxic environment. So why are you putting yourself at risk? You are in an environment that is damaging to your spirit, can damage your soul and can damage your body. Why are you still in that environment? Why are you trying to use, uh, it's not, yeah, religion is good. I mean, not, no, I'm not religious. So I'll take that <laughs> Spirituality. back. Spirituality is good. <laughs> Prayer is good. I'm a person of faith. I pray every day. Mm -hmm. I read my Bible. Mm -hmm. But I understand that there are some things that you need to take physical steps mm -hmm. and practical steps. You need to take action. You need to take action. You, you don't, don't be foolish or enough, ignorant. ignorant to put yourself at arm's way. You know, this thing can harm me. Mm. This thing can harm people around me. Okay, I'm going to take practical steps. This person should seek help. They need help. Mm. Uh, it's so bad with narcissistic personality disorder because they don't feel that they've done anything wrong. They are one of the personality disorders that hardly, I will not say that is impossible, but that hardly get cured. Because like they say, you can take a horse to the river, but you can't force, force a horse to, to drink, drink water. So 
a lot of times they actually do not change. Not that they can't change, but a lot of times they don't change because they don't even think anything is wrong with them. They believe the other people are the people that have issues. <sighs> I don't know if I answered your question. Yes, you did. Thank you you did. did. Awesome. You did. Um, a lot of people would, you know, want to reach out to you after this because mm-hmm. you are a soul doctor now. You're a life coach. And one of your purpose is to help people with your story and help them get out of situations like this. How can we reach you? Well, um, on Instagram as Jola Grace underscore Bell Moments as with a double S. So Jola, J-O-L-A-G-R-A-C-E underscore <laughs> Bell, B-E-L-L-E-M-O-M-E-N-T. I'll post on my page as well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then I'm on Facebook as Jola Emmanuel. Okay. I'm on LinkedIn as well as Jola Emmanuel. And you can also send me an email at coachjolagrace at gmail.com. Okay. Thank you so much. Do you need any other information? (laughs) No, 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 no. I'll put all of this information on my page when I'm posting snippets of this interview. So thank you so much for being vulnerable, Mm. for sharing with us. Not everybody can come out and share from their own story. Yeah, I've made up my mind to use my pain Mm. for other people's gain. Nobody should go through what I've been through. Mm. I mean, because if I knew... If I had the understanding, if I saw, and it's amazing how many, in fact, there was a day a lady, I posted something on Instagram and she sent me a DM. I actually thought something was funny. I, I, I was thinking, are you trying to mock me? Hmm. Because the story was so similar to mine. To and yours. I'm like, I had to get, tell the person to give me your phone number. I want to talk to you. I want to, you know, actually see whether you are being real or you're just trying to. So it's amazing how many people. People are going through this. The same thing. And they can't even share. They can't even reach out. They can't even mm. help. So I've made up my mind to be there and be committed to help people. Even in my one-on-one coaching, I coach people on one-on-one, take them through, you know, three months process initially of helping them develop, finding themselves back. Because mm. I had to find myself. I didn't know who I was. Mm. I had to sit down and say, Jola, who are you? Mm. There are so many things I'm discovering about myself that I didn't know was there. And I'm loving it. Wow. I'm loving this girl. Like, wow. so this is you. You I'm can't loving you too. <laughs> you know, so, but I didn't know. I mean, I was just like into myself all, mm. all that while. Like, what's mm. going on? And, but now I'm like, oh my goodness, I love her. She's, wow. she's so bubbly and so full of life. <sighs> Because she's been able to heal. Yeah. And I'm committed to help as many people as possible to, to heal. heal. And even also, not even not to get into that situation yeah. in the first place. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm so happy with your process. Thank you. Thanks for sharing your thoughts with us. And um, I wish you all the best in your future endeavors. Thank you and so much. And that's all we can take on Shipreneur with BCU Born Africa Business Radio. Till I come your way again next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>